1: you're listening to a podcast from the pool
2: hi i'm viv groskop your pool agony aunt, and this is waving not drowning where i'll discuss how to combat your problems and solve your emotional issues in this week's dear viv an unwelcome house guest when your ex gets married Neighbours and babysitting angst, and whether you should ever go into business with a friend. Our first question. Dear Viv, my brother's coming to stay in a few weeks. Last time he stayed, he ate absolutely everything in my fridge and cupboards, leaving me destitute. Of course, I'm exaggerating, but he definitely nibbled everything, even if he didn't outright clean me out of it. It really riles me. He stays over about three or four times a year whenever he has a meeting in Manchester where I live. I have asked him to contribute to food costs before, but he's not got the hint. I don't want to be hiding stuff from him, e.g., my neighbour's homemade jam, lovely sausages from a farmer's market, or even just my favourite budget cheddar. But he just doesn't listen when I tell him not to eat certain stuff. I feel really silly writing in about this, but it's just so annoying. Oh, I love this letter. This might be the best letter we've ever had at Dear Viv. You are not being silly. A problem is a problem and we all have things like this crop up all the time. I really want to know, by the way, about the provenance of your favourite budget cheddar as you sound as if you are an extreme connoisseur of fine foods and I reckon you would have an excellent taste in fromage. But dear, dear, empty fridge-owning sister, what are we going to do here and what is really going on? Reading between the lines, and as you suggest yourself at one point, this isn't really about the food itself or even the money. It's about his disregard for you, and in particular, about his disregard for the little things that you most care about. These are your little luxuries, your treats, and he's nicking them almost as if he knows how much it will annoy you. You've tried to say something, he won't listen you've asked for a contribution, but he hasn't got the hint. This is the bit that really interests me. If you'd asked him properly, it wouldn't have been a hint. It would have been a request and one you're perfectly entitled to make. So I think you have two choices here. One Next time he comes to stay, make it abundantly clear in a conversation beforehand that he needs to contribute a fixed sum of money for food. Tell him exactly how much money you want. I would suggest £50. Uh, If he laughs it off, say, if you're going to laugh it off, you can't stay. I'm serious. Or two, you can decide that you've had enough and you don't want him to stay with you. This is absolutely your prerogative. If you can't face telling him why he can't stay, just make up an excuse. The truth is, it's your house and you don't have to have anyone to stay, not even your brother. And you don't even have to give them a reason why they can't stay. Now, you'll notice that I have taken your problem seriously and I haven't said, oh, just get over yourself, buy a bit of extra food when he comes over and don't worry about it so much, which is, of course, another option. But I really think it would be selling yourself short to do this, Your brother needs somewhere to stay and rather a lot to eat, by the sounds of it. What he doesn't need, but what he has been getting as part of the bargain, is a free doormat. It's time to retire the doormat. Good luck. And send me some cheddar, care of the pool. Our next question this week. Dear Viv, I found out via Facebook that a guy I used to date is getting married. We ended on good terms and remained friends in real life, as in we're more than Facebook friends. We keep in touch and go for lunch every now and then. So I totally think that he'd tell me something like this directly. I'm kind of offended that he didn't. Now that I know, I feel obliged to congratulate him, but I'd really rather not. Would it be awful to pretend like I didn't see anything? Oh, this is a very British question. I love the awkwardness depicted here. I feel obliged to congratulate him, but I'd really rather not. You are clearly not just kind of offended. You actually are extremely offended. (laughs) You thought you had a regular friendship where people tell each other about important life events. He obviously sees your friendship differently. Or maybe he felt awkward telling you about it and so he just gave himself a free pass to be rude. Or maybe he's so loved up with his new bride-to-be that he just forgot about your feelings completely. Hmm. I think this is the thing that you're really offended about and you need to let go of it because it's only going to do you harm. It is disappointing, of course, that he's done the coward's thing and not told you about this himself. But he probably thought, oh, well, she'll see it on Facebook, so it's fine. So he is definitely not thinking about this as much as you are. Would it be awful to pretend like you didn't see anything? I think maybe it would, actually, because it would be sinking to his level. He was impolite and didn't treat you as a proper friend in keeping this news from you. But there's no need for you to also be a low-down, dirty rat just because he is. So take the moral high ground and say, next time you see him with a massive smile on your face, I saw your news on Facebook. Congratulations. Just swallow your hurt and move on. I would not expect an invite to the wedding, by the way. And if you do get that invitation, please promise me that you are already very busy on that day, okay? Our next question this week, dear Viv, we have an arrangement with neighbours where their boys age nine and seven will come over to mine for an evening if the parents want to go out and vice versa with our son and daughter aged six and eight. It's been working great for the past year or so. But lately, I've noticed they've been going out more and more, sometimes as often as two or three times a month. Whereas we would only ask them to have our kids once a month maximum. The deal was meant to be mutually beneficial, but now it seems like they're taking advantage. How can I show them I don't want to be walked all over? Ah, oh, here we go. I could feel trouble brewing from the words, we have an arrangement with our neighbours. These things always seem like a good idea at the time. <laughs> but because we are all so British and softly, softly, and not upfront about anything, they can easily go wrong very quickly because no one has put in place any boundaries. It's too late for you now, but obviously the right thing to do would have been to try to foresee this situation and say at the beginning... You know, either of us could end up taking advantage of the other. How will we avoid that happening? Should we make sure we only do it once a month? But as I say, it is too late for that now, and I expect you're already kicking yourself over this and could do without me kicking you too. So the question is, what do you do now? Well, I think you're going to have to bite the bullet, dearest, overly generous neighbourhood babysitter, and have an awkward conversation. You can make up a pretend excuse like you or your husband have extra work piling up or one of your children needs extra help with homework, but just say, we're only going to be available to babysit once a month now. Shall we put some dates in the diary now? If you really can't face having this conversation, and to be honest, I think it would be actually really good for you to practice asserting yourself by having this conversation. But if you don't want to, you can just do this for yourself by just saying, no, sorry, we're busy, next time they ask, and making sure for yourself that you only do it once a month. In short, so in babysitting as in life, there is only one way to make sure that people don't take advantage of you, and that is not to let them take advantage of you. Don't worry about what's happened in the past. That's how it was. It doesn't have to be how it is forever. Just set new rules. Either that or tell them your circumstances have changed and you're now charging by the hour. Our next question this week. Dear Viv, my best friend is really into making her own jewellery and is leaving her full-time job to set it up as a proper business. I've always supported her in this, and since I was made redundant last month, she's asked me to join her as co-founder. The problem is, I don't think we would work well together. She's flighty and impractical, where I'm more realistic, and I'm worried about the cost and responsibility along with everything else. On the other hand, she's had a lot of interest from different people, and I feel like it could be a real success, but something just doesn't feel right about it. Should I take the plunge or bow out and leave her to it? Well, these kind of letters always amuse me greatly. It's basically, Dear Viv, I'm being asked to do something I think is a terrible idea and I'm not that interested in it. On the other hand, if I walk away, will I regret it forever? Uh, the key for me in your letter, dear indifferent prospective jewellery business co-founder, is when you say... She's had a lot of interest from different people. This might be true. And it might also be true that you think this project could be a great success. And that indeed it will be a great success. But from your letter, I just feel like I'm not getting that much interest from you. It's one thing to support your friend as a friend in her endeavours. It's another to become her business partner in a project that you don't, in all honesty, seem that bothered about. Your letter actually made me sad in a way, as I think it's somehow typical of the decision-making process for a lot of women. And I include myself in that at some times of my life. Uh, As you say yourself, something just doesn't feel right. I think that should always be enough to walk away. Trust your gut. Trust your instinct. It's all that you have. Why do any of us doubt it? Why do any of us make ourselves do things or force ourselves to take decisions when deep inside we're thinking something just doesn't feel right? It really is enough as a reason. There doesn't have to be anything bigger than that. Maybe actually it's the biggest reason. It's a giant red flag. Something just doesn't feel right. It's not even a sign that something is actually wrong, and God bless your friend and her business, I'm sure it'll be great. But the fact that it's not right for you is reason enough to say, I will give you all the support as I can as a friend, but I don't want to be part of the business. You don't even have to say why. You can even say, I'm not even sure why, it just doesn't feel like the right thing for me in my life at the moment. If your friend is a decent person, she will not take this personally. I think part of the reason you're hesitating to take this decision, which I think, by the way, in your heart you have already taken, and it is a no, is that you don't want to have to say no to your friend. But it's fine to say no, because in saying no to your friend, and I'm putting on my Oprah hat now, it's a massive Mexican sun hat with giant fake sunflowers on it, what you are really doing is saying yes to yourself. Now go and find the thing you really are interested in, the thing that somehow does just feel right. That's all for today. If you have a problem you'd like to submit, please send your email to dearviv at thepoolltd.com or tweet us at thepooluk.
1: Thanks for listening. Join us again soon. And sign in to pool.com, where you can get more content specifically made by us for women like you. We hope we we'll see you there.
0: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. hello?